0: what's everybody it's your boy antoine tv2 host of Organized mess and i am back with a brand new episode for y'all today hope everybody's having a great day out there hope everybody's enjoying that day and i know some people's that word today you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta make that money somehow but i hope everybody is enjoying themselves living life being happy out there and just praising god for everything that they have they have done for you and like each and every episode i got a banger of a of topics to talk about each and every week And I'm excited to give you my thoughts and my opinions on each and every topic. But you already know how each and every episode works. Grab your popcorn, grab your drinks, go grab somewhere comfortable to sit. And let's get right into today's episode. So, my boy, Jay Uso! This past Friday night on SmackDown did what he had to do and turn on the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. And that promo that he gave out was just, was chef's kiss, bruh. I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Because I remember when obviously, you know, he came out and then Roman was like, well, Jace, I want to know your decision right now. Are you in? Are you out? And then he turned to the wise man, Paul Heyman. He was like, "Well, he's either gonna be him or me." And was like, "When you..." And then Roman was like, "Bro, when you try, when you tribal chief, you get to make these decisions. But right now, I'm tribal chief, and he's my wise man, and he answers to me." And then, and then he's like, "Bro, I built you for this, bro. What do you think we've been doing since 2020? Since Thunderdome, man. I've been trying to build you up to be the next tribal chief." And going on and on about like, bro, you're made for this, bro. I am building you up. Your moment's going to come very soon. But, you know, come on. Come on, Jay. This is what I've been preparing you for, for a minute now. And then after that, you, you, <laughs> it's funny. Jimmy came out, but with no answers. He's like, hey, yo. And he's like, yo, Jay, our our problem is not me. The problem is our cousin." And then he's like, bro, you gonna literally let him fill you with all this bullshit in your brain, bro? All this bullshit in your head, really? You gonna you gonna fall this crap, man? He's been doing this shit since so we kids, bro." And then after that, he and then after that, bro, Jay—not not even Jay, bro. Fucking like Roman literally turned the scripts on fucking Jay so Jay can like hate Jimmy, bro. And then he was like, "Yo, who who hated it? Who hated the idea of Jay to becoming main Event Jay Uso?" And then obviously they were both looking at and Paul here was like, "It wasn't my it wasn't it wasn't the Wise Man's idea. He suggested it." And everybody started looking at Jimmy. And then obviously you know Jay's like, "Yo, is that true, bro?" Asking me, is that true?" And he was like, yeah. It's like, and then Jay was like, so this whole entire time, you've been to me? They said, always listen to your older brother, Joshua. Always listen to your older brother. Uh, older brother that's only, was literally born eight minutes before his ass. Like, y'all still twins. Y'all. I do not I really consider him the older brother by law, but he's the older brother. Doesn't make sense, but it is what it is. But I didn't know this man was Joshua. That kind of like slipped in my mind. I'm like, this man's literally name is Joshua, really? All right. <laughs> so after that, like, "Yo, come on, it's always, always, always listen to him. Oh, Joshua. Always listen to him. It's like, look at we got Mr. Mr. Prom Prince right here, Mr. Prom King right here. Always like most valuable player, lead person to most exceed succeed in what you're doing." And I'm like, bro, don't, don't tell him this is what Jay doing, bro. Jay, do, I was like, Jay, do not do what you doing, bro. And then, bro, he, and after that, he was like, bro, you got this is what, this is what Jay was like, you hurt, I, like, you got hurt, I stepped up. I became men of fame, I, I became men of fame, Jay, it was because, because it was all because of him. So that being said, you out! And I'm like, "Mm, Jay, you becoming a bitch. You're becoming a bitch. You're more of a bitch than I ever thought you'd be. I, I said to myself at that moment, Jay, you are becoming a bitch. If you're not bitch, then you are more of a bitch now. And then the words after you said that, and I'm out too and i said yes about fucking time bro 3 years 3 years this nigga was under roman's bullshit 3 motherfucking years this nigga was on this nigga's bullshit and finally the tides turned and we're back when fucking people always turned on roman roman never turns on everybody roman never turns on nobody always people turn on this nigga Roman every time first it was Seth then it was Dean and then after I don't remember who it was after that and then um it was at first and then it was and then it was Jimmy after that it was Jay there's someone else that turned on this nigga I do not remember I really don't remember who else turned on this man but I know it's Seth then Dean. Then Jay, sorry, then Jimmy, and now fucking Jay. The last person to turn on this man is Solo. That's the last person we need to turn. We need him to the person to turn is is fucking Solo. Then the wise man. Either either Solo's gonna turn either sometime at WrestleMania, or maybe a little bit before WrestleMania, or and then after that. Paul Hammond is either gonna go down with him, or you know, he's gonna turn probably also at WrestleMania as well, too. So we have no idea what's gonna come with the rest of them, but that, like literally, when he when he literally super kicked Roman, bro, my eyes lit the fuck up. I was like, about time, nigga. It's been three fucking years. Jesus. And he looked at this man. It was pissed. Solo's reaction was priceless. Fucking Paul Heyman's reaction, chef's kiss. He was like, "No, what the fuck just happened?" Solo looked at this man. Fucking J. Uh, Jay dodged his ass. Fucking Jimmy super kicked him. Then Jimmy and Jay super kicked Solo. And then right when he was about to, and after after that, everybody put up their won, bro. I even put up my one, bro. I said we. T- I said. We the ones. Roman, you are the motherfucking two. Fuck you. Literally. And after that, Roman's like, you don't need me? Huh? Literally holding his fucking side of his jaw. You don't need me? I created you. You don't need me? After that, Jay looked at Jimmy. One last time, just because. Beep. And it's like the crowd just went off, bro. The crowd just went. Mother fucking off. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I fucking loved it. And then you hear from the chant from the crowd. You deserve it. 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 And then everybody it was just chanting you deserve it to Roman. Roman was looking around. And he was, like, just couldn't stand the chance. He could not stand you deserve it type chance. And I'm like, yes, man. This nigga does deserve every piece of that fucking work. He been building this up for fucking three years straight, man. Literally been doubting this nigga, bro, since three years straight. Three motherfucking years straight, bro. And now it's the get back. (laughs) Bro, Usos versus Solo and roman at money in the bank which which they which they just like made this match official like maybe sometime uh earlier in the week i think it was they made the match official so now it's gonna be a bloodline civil war tag team action and it's all because of fucking roman and and what's even more that uh what's even lovely more about this whole entire like storyline Bruh, Sammy, Sammy planted the seeds. Cody Rhodes delivered and told him what's going to happen. And all, all Sammy did was just throw the alley. Cody Rhodes just dunked it. And bam. There you go, bro. Obviously, he predicted this. He predicted this from Elimination Chamber, bro. He predicted this from Elimination fucking Chamber. Literally told Paul Heyman They said They said Jimmy's gonna leave Then Then Jay Actually no they said it reverse. They said Jay's gonna leave first Then Jimmy what do, you th- what do you think No what do you think Solo gonna do next He gonna leave you Then it's gonna be either And then it's gonna be you Or it's gonna be Roman Or you're gonna go down with Roman Either way The whole bloodline is uploading. And then after that, when it became Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns before WrestleMania, he said that your brother, like, he said your family's going to leave. He said it's going to be Jimmy, then Jay, then Solo, because this man is nowhere close to being fucking ready. And then it's going to be the wise man. And then you're going to be all alone. All alone. And it's all. And like you have no one to turn to. And then literally at Night of Champions. When literally that was happening. The little sparkles and specks that we were seeing before Night of Champions. Before in that undisputed WWE tag team match. Literally. Sammy literally said to Roman. The bloodline is crumbling. And it's all your fault and now fast forward to last week on smackdown and actually not not even that like fast forward into United champions what happened jimmy snapped super kicked roman twice if you don't remember that line i will refresh your memory this is what jimmy said he said i'm doing what you said done a long time ago i got you Super kicks this man. Pissed as fuck. Doesn't want nothing to do with Roman no more. Jay now. Last week, Friday Night Smackdown. You out. And I'm out too. Super kicks this man. That's two for two. Roman always gets turned on. Always gets turned on. No one turns on this nigga. But everybody turns on Roman. And I love, like I said, Sammy told the truth. He said what's gonna happen. Sammy, Sammy planted the seeds. Cody Rhodes executed it and followed through with it. And now in front of our eyes, in front of the wise man's eyes, in front of Sol Sokoa's eyes, in front of the tribal chief's eyes, it's happening. What you created and basically made your own demise and downfall on is coming true, Roman. And you don't have that long left till everybody's gone and done away with you. Two of your family members is already gone. Two of the main ones that kept your titles on your motherfucking back way before even so, Sokoa got into the picture. Jimmy and Jay, the two motherfuckers that helped you keep your titles, helped you keep your titles. And now, the main two that helped you keep your titles is gone. They don't want nothing to do with you no more. You fucked that up. You fucked that up for yourself, Roman. You did. Now we got a match. Bloodline Civil War, Roman Reigns and so Sokoa versus the Usos, Hemi, Hemi Uso, and Jay Uso. Look, Jimmy is him. Jay is now him. Because they're the ones. And Roman in solo 2s. Cannot tell me different. You cannot tell me different, man. You can't. Like I said, I love that segment. I love that segment. And that, the, the Bloodline storyline has been three, a great story. Three years in the motherfucking making. I can't wait till it's just completely done with. Completely, completely done with. I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't. Because after that match, I know they're going to be timed up for this match, but I really don't know what will happen going on for after the Money Bank match. I really don't. So, I'm tuned in, though. I'm very tuned in. And then, after that, I remember after um, seeing that whole thing happen, I was on Twitter looking at, you know, the people, that, like the comments and stuff, and I saw one crazy thing. I saw like cra- like I saw like a, a question that everybody was commenting to. And the question read out, should Jey Uso dethrone Roman Reigns? And I'm like, no, but at the same time, yes. Because I do like to see him run there once again. But at the same time, Jey already had his ones twice in the Thunderdome. One at Night of Champions and one in the Hell in a Cell I Quit match. And we've seen how brutal those two matches was. But obviously, best opening match to a great title raid. Don't get me wrong. Night champions. When it was when it was like Samoan versus Samoan. Blood. Jey Uso versus, versus my boy Roman Reigns. That match was, was brutal. And I mean brutal. So brutal, my boy Jimmy had to throw in that fucking towel. And after that, bro, Jay was like, bro, I ain't going to take no fucking no for an answer, bro. Fuck this. Fuck you. I want my rematch. Then he gave this man a rematch at Hell in a Cell. He gave, his gave, he gave this man a rematch at Hell in, cell in a Cell and an I Quit match. Hell in a Cell is brutal enough, bro. A, but a I I Quit match? Two stipulations in one? Bro. That that match was brutal, bro. That main event match was brutal as a motherfucker. And I mean, both of the, I, I think Jay got the worst of it at that time, bro. Jay had everything, bro. He got fucking kicked in the skull, strapped, bro, everything. Like, this man literally had no remorse for Jimmy or Jay in that match, bro. None. Right when, when I remember when Jimmy was trying to save this man, and then Roman was fake crying. And literally put this man in the guillotine, get, did not give two fucks, had to say I quit to help this nigga out. Bruh, I'm telling you right now, bruh, those two matches from Jimmy from Jay was fire. Him in the main event, fire. But him, those two brutal-ass matches, god damn. The most brutal match I've seen Roman do. Most brutal, bro. That that Hell in a Cell match when it was his cousin the second time around—most brutal match I've ever fucking seen. And now, fast forward three years later. I right. I like Jay had it. Jay had it twice, bro. He he lost twice. One by the white flag. He threw because Jimmy also had to throw in the white flag. The second time he had to say I quit to save his brother. Understandable. But this time man Jimmy is going to need his ones bro. Jim he's, he's tired of he's tired of Roman becoming he's tired of Roman with champion bro. He's tired of Roman with the fucking titles bro. This nigga has walking around three world fucking titles. Doesn't make fucking lick of sense. Bro, I thought that every like everybody else had to give away their other title to get the new title. Roman still has three fucking titles. Like what the what the fuck? What is the like First it was one in the Thunderdome, then it became double, then it became three. Like what's this nigga now? Thanos? Like the fuck? Come on, bro. Like, not, like I I just want to get that clear. Like, just clear the air on that. Like, nigga has three motherfucking titles. Three. Why? Three world titles, bro. Three doesn't make sense what he does. But anyway, man. Like, just going back to my point. But I feel like Jimmy is the one that needs to get his ones with Roman. Like oh god, he needs to get his ones with Roman because Jimmy are like after he lost the titles, or after the Usos lost, you know, the undisputed tag team titles. Jimmy already knew what the fuck was up. Like once he said, like, bro, he never call them, text them, email them, Let sent the letter in the bottle back, none of that. He already knew, like, bro, this nigga doesn't want nothing to do with us. He doesn't want nothing to do with us. Obviously, Jay didn't know at the time when when they lost the titles, but Jimmy already knew from, from the top of his head that this nigga doesn't want nothing to do with them. Nothing to do with them. Nigga lost the titles. When you lose the titles on Roman's fucking mind, you ain't going to get back in, you know, in with the tribal chief. You ain't going to get back in with your cousin, with your brother solo. You don't, you gonna have like, I'm not going to show you that much of respect. I'm going to show you a little bit, but not a lot to be like, yo, I'll welcome you back open arms into the fucking, you know, in, in the Bloodlines locker room. Fuck no. No, 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 no. So like, just off of that standpoint, obviously jimmy know the bullshit when he saw it and then obviously he kept on after a while when roman kept on putting his hands on this man just kept on pushing him, shoving him, like get the fuck out of here fuck you obviously he didn't say all that shit but in his mind i knew that this is that was roman's mind he was like bro get the fuck out of here bro i don't want nothing to do with your fucking wimpy sorry asses bro i don't want nothing to do with your sorry ass like why the fuck are you still here why the fuck are you still in front of my face And then after that, slow like slowly in time, we saw that this nigga Jimmy was getting more hated. Like he hated this nigga even more, getting more heated. Like, bro, do not put your hands on me like that. I know we family, but do not do it, or else I'm gonna knock the fuck out of you. And each and every time, this nigga was either gonna feel like he was gonna punch this man or super kick this nigga in the face. One of the two. And like it just got to that point where Jimmy's like, "Fuck this," super kick this nigga. And after that, bro, since then, bro, I feel like ever since Night of Champions, Jimmy should have been like, bro, fuck this nigga. I'm taking your titles. I don't give a fuck what you, I don't care if you're my cousin, I don't care if you're my friend, nigga, I am taking your titles. I don't give a fuck. And obviously, and obviously now that Jay choose this side to be with his brother instead of with the tribal chief, because, honestly, that would have been a fucking... We would have called you a bitch for weeks. Probably not for weeks, for months. We were like, Jay's a bitch. Jay's a sucker-ass bitch. I mean, I would have called a bitch, uh, Jay a bitch either way, because nigga's side with Roman. I'm just telling the truth. But Jimmy just needs his one. He needs... Like, Hemi Uso needs his one with this nigga. He needs his one, and he needs this ones, like, fast, bro, because... I mean, obviously, if if this match obviously the ha- match is not happening now, but if this match did happen later on, you know, in other pay-per-views like coming up with Fastlane and Payback and all those other all those other uh pay-per-views and everything, that match can still technically happen at one of those pay-per-views. You know, it can be obviously, um, Roman Reigns versus uh, yeah, Roman Reigns versus Jimmy Uso for the Undisputed Universal Championship, you know, or you can have, like, a special special guest referee be there and, you know, they can still have that match. Something along the lines is that, man. Something along the lines is, like, I want to see, basically, my boy... Um, I want to see my boy, like, just Jimmy get his ones, personally. Because he needs to get his ones with, with uh, Roman. I, personally, if I was... If I was Jimmy, I still want to beat up this nigga because I hate fucking Roman. Hate this nigga with a passion. Like, I love him for some shit, but I also hate this man because the man does too much. And I mean, he does way too fucking much for no fucking reason. Don't know why, but he does. And obviously, along and, and Solo, how Solo fucking operates, this nigga's gonna obviously gonna be like, fucking nigga, you, you trying to go out to with chief? I'm like, nigga, we 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 bros, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? You should have been left this nigga just like us. You a bitch for hanging around this nigga. Which honestly, solo, you are kind of a bitch for hanging around Roman still. Just just telling the truth. If if Jimmy leaving and Jay leaving is not, you know, convinced you enough, like, obviously then there's something wrong with your ass. And now, like, you know, since, since um Jay, since sorry, since Roman and Jay don't have nobody else to fucking bully and take their, you know, his anger out on, what is he gonna do? What's gonna make the, uh, probably Solo leave? All the bullshit falling back on Solo and, and Paul. Why? Because usually when Jimmy and Jay is there, Roman takes his anger out on Jimmy and Jay. And now that they are gone, Solo's gonna get the short end of the stick and fill up with this nigga's bullshit. And honestly, you know what? I feel like Solo's to snap on on Roman at some point, sometime. And then if they do have an undisputed Universal Championship match, Solo should help. Obviously, Jimmy like get the title. Doesn't matter what the fuck you gotta do, help Jimmy get the title. Like help the throne, Roman. Because you know, obviously, obviously with um. The enforcer, the enforcer's brainwashed by Roman's BS, as usual. Paul is a sucker for this nigga, just like he was with Brock. Doing the same thing with Roman. A sucker, ass kisser, all this type of shit. So, now with that all in place, and now that, like I said, Jimmy's gone. Jay is gone. Make the match official. Make an official match. For the next pay-per-view, maybe SummerSlam. You can probably make this a SummerSlam match. Have j sorry, have Jimmy Uso versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed Universal Championship match. Make it happen. Because honestly, I would love to see that match. And you can put a stipulation in there. It can be a last man standing match. It can be a false count anywhere match. It can be a no disqualification. Something along the lines. I want to be crazy. I want it to be, you know, psychomaniac type match because this is blood versus blood. This is cousin versus cousin. This is family versus family. And this is a crazy motherfucker versus a crazy motherfucker. Okay. A crazy motherfucker that wants to take down Roman with all his might versus a crazy motherfucker that thinks he still is him when this nigga is clearly not. Just tell him the truth. But I am excited for what's going to happen. Uh uh coming for like you know in in i can't i can't even speak but i am trying to say but i can't wait to see what's going to happen in you know in the following weeks uh on smackdown what's you know what jimmy and jay gonna do what roman's gonna do all that type of stuff you know what what they have planned for the next coming pay-per-views and I'm, i'm excited and i can't wait for it you know for friday night smackdown all right so this past monday night on raw my boy uh logan paul came back to the wwe came back to monday night raw right and in the great state of ohio in the great city of cleveland ohio he told everybody in the wwe universe that he is entering in the money in the bank ladder match which honestly which he had really no yeah, he didn't need to qualify for. It. He just needed to be like, hey, "Hey, yo, Triple H, I'm I want to answer the Money Bank uh contract ladder match." He's like, "All right, Logan, I got you," and he's in just like that. It's Logan Paul, you know. It is what it is. And this match, I know that's gonna be very entertaining, very very entertaining. Because obviously, Rick is like, come on, like, let's let's be completely clear. This match is gonna be really good. People's people's already saying, "Oh, it's lacking so much star power. There's no, there's no." Like star power in here, y'all for the people that said that I want to see new talent here's your here's new talent that has that these are people that has never won a money in the bank contract before has never won one ever and now now you finally get new stars a whole a whole fucking set of people that has never won one and on top of that a whole set of people that has never cashed in a money bank contract before. You're complaining because it's lacking star power. Oh, I'm sorry for people that wasn't satisfied. Because wrestling fans are never satisfied. I'm a wrestling fan. but I do not fall under that category of never satisfied. I will probably call out some shit that doesn't look right. And I'll maybe say some stuff and give my opinion about. But I'm never going to complain like something along the lines as all fucking great people that one can cut great promos to are great in the ring can entertain the crowd and give a great com- performance you're complaining about? You are seriously com- complaining about? Really? Literally. We got Damian Priest, a former like, NXT North American champion and a former United States champion. We got we got Pete Dunn, AKA Butch, a former like, UK, uh, United Kingdom champion on NXT. Santos Escobar, a former cruiserweight champion a for yeah an NXT cruiserweight champion LA Knight a former million dollar champion Shinsuke Nakamura Shinsuke Nakamura uh a former United States a former NXT champion former SmackDown tag team champion former Intercontinental champion Ricochet former North American champion, champion, former former United States champion, and former Intercontinental champion. And then there's Logan Paul. Entertaining, great performer, can cut on the mic really well, everything. So besides excluding, excluding Logan Paul, we got six people that has never won a world world champion, world world championship and has never won a money in the bank contract ever in their life and this is a whole nxt rock like this is a whole nxt money in the bank like ladder match this is something that we have never seen before and i'm happy about this match including and paul being in here i'm happy about this match because one look we're gonna see some crazy ass stunts especially from Logan and from Ricochet. Because if y'all don't remember what happened at Royal Rumble in the beginning of the year, remember that spot when Ricochet made Logan Paul famous and they and they literally springboard midair, clashed into each other's bodies midair and fell? You know how hype that crowd was at in San Antonio at Royal Rumble? At the Royal Rumble, you know how hype everybody was? Hype as hell! That Royal Rumble match was fire. This Money in the Bank ladder match will be fire. And, like, and obviously, people cut, like, came out on Monday Night Raw when Logan Paul was in the crowd, Ricochet cutting his promo, then L.A. Knight cutting his promo, which, by the way, L.A. Knight, chef's kiss on that promo. Fire as hell, bro. Bro, because if you're talking about money in the bank, you're talking about L.A. Knight. Yeah! Like, L.A. Knight was my fan favorite, favorite since NXT, fucking t bro. NXT, like, L.A. Knight was... I was a huge fan of L.A. Knight, bro. Him on the main roster, and this is what five... This is what five and six months not on the main roster does to you. Five to six months, like, five... five Six months ago, L.A. Night was like he was getting a, a little bit of a push, yeah, but not as big as now, bro. If you not, if you did not hear that pop, if you did not hear that pop at money, like sorry, at not money in the bank, but if you didn't hear that pop on Monday night Raw, bro, when L.A. Night's music hit, bro, and it was like let me talk to you. <laughs> you cannot tell me, bro. You cannot tell me. L.A. Knight should not be a fan favorite to win that match, bro. If L.A. Knight doesn't win, bro, we are going to motherfucking riot. I'm telling y'all the truth. If L.A. Knight does not win this match, we are going to riot. Like, why the fuck would L.A. Knight not win this match, bro? And any and I'm, like, completely honest with you, anybody can technically win this match besides L.A. Knight, even though that's my fan favorite that needs to win this match. And, I mean, need to win this match. I mean, shit, this can go to Ricochet. This can go to Damien. Like, this can go to Shinsuke. Shoot, this can even go to Butcher Santos, bro. I don't care, bro. Like, this is a black, this is an NXT black and gold, super high flyer, entertaining type people that will put on a great match. And, you know, it will be still entertaining at the end, and people will leave fucking happy, including with, my fan favorite in their LA Knight. Even Logan Paul, which is surprising that I didn't expect this man to enter in the Money in the ladder match. I really didn't. But he did. And now he's in it. So, I you know, I don't know what to expect coming into this match. I was expecting LA Knight. I'm still expecting LA Knight to win this match. I am. I want him to grab that briefcase. I want everybody to be like, this is LA Knight. Yeah! And people that say I don't like LA Knight, you could go, you could go jump off a bridge, bro. I don't care what the fuck y'all think, man. I love LA Knight. I do. I love this man since NXT. I love this man when he was called Eli Drake on Impact Wrestling. I love this man when he's on the main roster, bro. And now he's getting a main roster push that this man deserves. He deserves a main roster push, and this is his ticket out, bro. This is his ticket out to be like, yo, I made it this far. I'm Mr. Money and Bank, and I'm going to cash in on anybody that I fucking feel like it. It doesn't matter if it's NXT. Doesn't matter if it's Raw. Doesn't matter if it's SmackDown, even though SmackDown's really not the best bet to cash that in at the moment. But right now, I feel this man is going to have to cash in on Seth Rollins. I'm just telling the truth. This man wins, cashing on Rollins, but the, at when, when the, the time is right. Or you can wait till Roman drops the title bet off to Cody and then cash in on Cody. It doesn't matter. But look, like I said, LA Knight's my fan favorite to win this. Logan Paul is now in this match. Will I say Logan Paul will win? No. I feel like Logan Paul has to be on the on the uh, roster more and wrestle a lot more matches and wrestle a lot more shows to and then we can be like okay you deserve this you you deserve this money in the bank briefcase and you can actually you know you can actually you know become a world champion some like you know whenever you want to or whenever you feel like you should be a world champion but now is not the time to to like I wouldn't say now is not the time for it. He should win. I feel like you should just—they need to start putting him in other matches. Or I mean, I know he takes the—I know he takes WWE seriously, obviously. But for him to solidify to win the Money in the Bank briefcase, like I said, win more matches on PLEs, win more matches when it comes to like you know, or be part of like you know, Raw or SmackDown on the actual list, on the actual roster, and actually wrestle on the actual roster, right? And actually you know have him win matches and give him a single push shoot you can give start him with a mid card title let him work it out like like it, let let him work it there and then he can you know if he like whenever he feels like in the people's eyes that he felt that people feel like he's ready to become a main roster like put to give him a main roster push cool to give him that you know I want him to uh be like a main roster like world champion then you can give this man that credibility but until then dude's not ready to you know win the money in the brain briefcase i mean he's he's gonna be he's gonna be entertaining to watch during the match to be in the match you know have his little ones with ricochet have his little ones with la knight have his little ones with sinscape he don't like um, not beat done um sorry butch and everybody else because everybody in in my mind in this nxt roster type money in the bank ladder match like i said besides la Knight, everybody deserves this push everybody damien deserves damien wood deserves this santos deserves it sinsuke deserves it ricochet deserves it like butch deserves this from NXT UK, bro. Like, like everybody on this list, it, like even LA Knight deserves this type of reviews Everybody, but obviously, it can only go to one person and one person only. Simple. Like, will I say? Like, do I think this match will not be entertaining? Because Logan Paul's in it. No, it's gonna be very entertaining, just like every other match he put on. Just like his first match at WrestleMania 38. Just like his second match at SummerSlam. Just like his third match. Just like his third match against um, Roman Reigns for the undisputed Universal Championship, just like him entering the Royal Rumble, just like his match at you know, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 39, like in April, and in this up-and-coming match that he's gonna have at Money in the Bank in London, in uh, in London, UK, he's gonna give us a banger of a match. He will, cause it's gonna be hella entertaining gonna be hella fun. I'm gonna enjoy it. I know y'all gonna enjoy it. And it's gonna be something that everybody will love. As for winning it, though, I don't really see him winning it. If Logan wins it, if they pull an Audible and have Logan win it, you know how crazy that would be if that shit does happen? Like, think about it. If that if that man won the Money in the bank briefcase, you know how much people will riot this man? Be like, bro, why the fuck are you winning this shit? Why? Just why? Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> like I know it's I know it's not gonna happen. I know it's not, but like in my mind it, it should happen. Well, in my in my mind, it should not happen. I don't know why I say it should happen, but if they do pull the it for him to win, give it a crazy push. I know it's like this might seem stupid coming out of my mouth, but give him a crazy push. Give him like a most redonculous push as the money in the bank contract holder. You know, have him seem like a threat instead of like wigging around like a dumbass and, you know, be like, Am I gonna tease it here? Ooh, am I gonna tease it here? Ooh, if am I gonna cash it in right here? Like, you don't know. Shoot, I might go in the ring, be in there for a little bit, walk around, come back out. Like, no, don't do it like that. If you're going same thing with LA Knight. Do not do that. If you're gonna have him win the briefcase, have him become a threat. Have them build up a storyline around him being the Money in the, con- money in the Bank contract holder. Do it. Because like I said, I know Logan Paul, it, I know it's not, he's not going to be the fan favorite to win this match. But when it comes to entertainment purposes, besides Ricochet, they're, they're going to be probably the main two that are going to be looking like, yo, Yo, like Logan Paul did this move off of this set, like this ladder. He did this type of move to ricochet. He, you know, he did this crazy like 360, 720 somersault that no one fucking, you know, noticed, like stuff like that. But as in winning, bruh, winning, nah, no chance, no chance. But like, like Logan, I'm, you know, excited that you're back. I'm excited that you are in the money in the bank, like ladder match. But I'm. Just, I just want to see what's gonna happen leading up to, um, leading up to Money in the Bank. So I know Money in the Bank is around that corner. We're we're literally like ten days, no, eleven days away from Money in the Bank. So I'm excited to see what WWE has in store, has an offer for Logan, um, what he's gonna do, and what we will see. And you know, it just just gets better from here. You feel me? But other news recently, as well too, besides Logan Paul returning, Tommaso Ciampa is back in WWE. It's been a minute, bro. A minute since we've seen this Tommaso Ciampa, bro. Like, where the fuck have you been, bro? Where have you been? It's been a long-ass time. And I like it because this man came out when the men was like, I'm issuing intru- I'm intru- my own open challenge. And Tommaso Ciampa is... Tommaso Champa's music hit. And what I also like about him coming back, they gave back Tommaso Ciampa his old, his old theme from NXT, which I love. I love that they gave this man back his old theme. His new theme was okay, but it didn't really hit all like that. But now, Tommaso is back. He's healthy. And he took out The Miz on top of that, besides pinning this man. And it's 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 good to see Tommaso Champa smiling. Coming back to where he belongs, and is like I'm I'm honestly curious about you know what you know on a creative standpoint what they have in mind for Tommaso Ciampa. So there's a article from uh, Ringside uh, News.com about talking about the creative plan for Tommaso Ciampa, and here's what it says: Tommaso Ciampa returned to Monday Night Raw this week as the show rolled for, through Cleveland, and the entire show was centered around the uh, the Ohio event. Tommaso Champa hails from Boston, but fans in Cleveland popped just as hard if he was one of their own when the uh, soli- solilecan psychopath made his return to Raw this week. There is a lot more planned as well. Tommaso Champa returned to Raw, and he took out the Miz right away. This ended any thought that he might align himself with the A-lister again. After all, that was, Shaman- was Champa's place on the roster when he was out of action. During wrestler Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noticed that Tommaso Ciampa is said to be part of a family with Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. No mention from Candice LeRae or, and Indy Hartwell were made, but it's very likely that they will be part of that plan. While Candice LeRae is around and an active competitor, Indy Hartwell is out of action. She's injured herself prior to her, the main roster call-up while she was made a few appearances on the main roster since her 2023 draft, uh, WWE Draft. Hartwell has yet to be has yet to see any time in the ring. We will have to see what WWE has planned for Tommaso Ciampa. There's also original plans for him to answer Seth Rollins' open challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship, but those changed around because Triple H didn't want Ciampa to to lose in his return. Which that is very smart. Like, Tommaso Ciampa is, was huge in NXT. I mean, huge. When he was out for that amount of time, I mean, I was I was a little bit upset, but it is what it is. And then, obviously, to to uh, match Seth Open Challenge, yeah, that'll be nice to be to see Seth Rollins versus Tommaso Ciampa. But I'm glad that Triple H pulled that audible to be like, yeah, no, we're not gonna have Ciampa, you know, lose in his first in his return back to the main roster. Like that's gonna that's gonna make him look like kind of a wimp in a way because not a wimp, but more like some weakness. Cause like, nah. Like that's it would be crazy if they have that. If would be, it would be crazy if that actually happened, but on God, I am happy. I'm happy to see that they're gonna take into consideration uh, Johnny Gargano. So is this gonna be a DIY DIY reunion? A DIY reunion because I would love to see this, bro. DIY comeback, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso champa They need. It needs to happen, bro. It needs to happen. And honestly, this is this is what y'all should do. I feel like you should pair the three and then have Luna and then have uh Dexter Loomis stalk um stalk him. Then after a few weeks, he gets fed up and starts walking around backstage talking shit, telling whoever it is to come out and fight him. Then then you see um obviously then you see uh He's only talking shit about Balor and Priest because they're both there. After a while, you see Dexter Loomis, Dexter Loomis, Dexter Loomis show himself in a typical Loomis fashion, and then they all come to approach Loomis, only for Champa and then Garni Gargano to ambush and to ambush uh, Balor and Priest. And while that's all happening, Loomis has pulled, uh, and then Dom comes, and then Dexter Loomis. Has Dom pulled in for the hug that he can't escape from, you know, his his regular type of sleeper hug that, you know, which it's kind of a weird type of concept when you still look at it. Don't know why, don't know how, but it's still like a submission move in his in his way. And then he comes into a hug that he can't escape from, make, and then you watch him get beat the fuck down. Then after that, you let Dom go, and then Champ on Gargano uh put him uh put him through a table, and then after that, you have Rhea uh, handcuffed Summer backstage by Indy Hartwell and um, Candice Lerae. So in a way, you have him start, you know, like I said, like it says in here, like you start pair with you have him paired with uh, Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, Indy Hartwell, and um, Candice Lerae, and you can set up a little, um, a little, even though you have a little bit of a DIY reunion. You also set up a little like you know faction versus faction um gargano gargano and everybody else versus the judgment day and that'll be fire honestly that'll be fire. two women three guys obviously johnny gargano will be the leader of the group or tom tomas champ will be leader of the group either way um but diy will be the leaders and then after that you have you know Judgment Day coming out and solidify and then solidify a the match, um, between them between Team Johnny or Team Gargano versus the Judgment Day, and you can set that up for maybe, you know, uh, a Survivor Series match because that would be a good Survivor Series War Games match because that that technically that would be a fire ass match. Think about it, John. Like literally, Team Team Champa versus team like versus the judgment day that yeah, that'll be a fire fire ass war games match because i I know it's like a team of five but at the same time you can do like obviously have jd mcdonough like um be in this type of match and then after that i mean in a way you can have jd mcdonough be in that match at the same time, you're going to have to, like, find, like, a fourth member, like, a fourth member or a fifth member to be a dude. Because two women, three dudes, like, and then you have three, like, four dudes, one woman. So, you're going to have to, like, do something with that. But on top of that, but just overall with, with all that, I feel like that would be a great, like, War Games match. And I mean a great War Games match because this can go all the way back. The nxt days excluding you know dominic mysterio but this can this can go all the way back to nxt like an nxt black and gold type war games match like crazy hectic anything can happen in this type of match and i mean anything tables like all the tables ladders chairs anything shit any anything out of the ordinary you can bring in bro anything and all honest honest to god bro if they make this if they if they have Tommaso champa be part of you know johnny gargano and dexter and and indy and candace i wouldn't be mad at it i wouldn't be mad at it one we have a diy reunion two diy would be back and three you know crazy that little bit of a fact a little bit of that team would be bro crazy as hell and then obviously you have diy going after the undisputed tag team champs for the titles you have dexter you have you can get dexter Lumis go after another title like a mid-card title and then you have candace Lorray and indy hartwell go after the you know the women's tag team titles and bam the entire then that entire team has gold the entire team has gold two tag teams has tag team gold like, one tag team has tag team gold. The next tag team has tag team gold. Then the one person has mid-card title gold. And, you, and then that fact should be like, yo, they have all the gold. All the gold. All, and <laughs> chef's kiss. I mean, that's why I feel like they should execute it that way. But, you know, it can be any any type of way they can execute us. But overall, I am happy that Tomaso Ciampa is back on Raw, where he belongs. I have missed this dude for a minute. Honestly, I didn't know where this man was, man. But when I heard about Tommaso Champion being back on the main roster and, you know, I I watched the match that he did face The Miz and completely destroyed the fuck out The Miz on his first match back, loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And I can't wait to see what he brings to the main roster. I don't know if he's going to have like a little, um, I don't know if he's going to have like a little type of uh, rivalry with The Miz before teaming up with gargano and loomis and everybody but honestly to bygones be bygones just could completely be done with you know the Miz have like a little rivalry do maybe like over like two ple's or three ple's be done do like a stipulation for your last match something along that's crazy that you consider like yo i want to be done like i'm done with Miz and i'm gonna put him out of his misery and put him through like a table or make or make him fall out like a hell in a cell match something along Lions is like something crazy as fuck. But I can't wait to see how they're going to push Ciampa. Um, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with Ciampa. And I can't wait to see him being paired up back with Johnny Gargano and being back as D.I.Y. Alright. So we've seen how dominant Solo Soko has been in the WWE. Doesn't matter if he's teamed up with Roman. Doesn't matter if he's um, by himself. Soul Sokoa is a dominant person in the ring. And honestly, when this whole bloodline bullshit is done with, and you know, the bloodline story is done with, and he wraps up the story of the whole <laughs> Roman Paul Heyman Jay, Jimmy and Jay Uso deal. I honestly feel like Soul Sokoa is ready to be pushed to get a mid-card title. Because one, Solo Sokoa is him. Two, he's just as dominant as Roman, if not a little bit more dominant than him. And three, in some cases, Roman comes out looking like a bitch when it's when you're paired up with Solo. And on top of that, that's like Solo's... That's like... Roman, Roman is Solo's bodyguard. Like, at, at like some points. Because Roman... Roman, like... Eh, but when it comes to Solo, Solo actually gets the job done. So, and here's what I feel like. Because one, Solo Sokoa is extremely strong. It has an extremely strong presence on, on WWE since he debuted at Classic Castle by helping uh, Roman retain the, tie, retain the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Drew McIntyre in, um, in Wales of last year. Obviously, he is known as the enforcer of the Bloodline, where he has been dominant in the ring. And Solo Sokoa looks like he has a bright future ahead of him in the WWE, which means he's going to go far. Uh, he, this means uh, we are likely going to see him as a mid-card title push sooner than rather than later. Which, obviously, if they're going to do the mid-card, mid, uh, mid-card title push push, like I said, push him after the whole Bloodline storyline is done. Now it's not really a good time to push him while the storyline of the bloodline is going on, because it would just it just wouldn't make sense. And on top of that, you got Roman to deal with, with those titles and some other deal with. And I don't think if he wins it if he wins the title right now, like it, it won't probably be on him for a long time. It'll probably be on him for maybe like a good month, month or two, maybe three months, a couple months at best. But nah, we 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 don't really need to see a title right now on solo. Like I love you solo, but not the right time, not now. And of course, Solo Sokoa is part of the infamous Oahi family who has a strong WWE history. This is because such as The Rock, Roman Reigns, and Umanga, they both all come from the family. Solo Sokoa seems to be in that future megastar, seems to be the future megastar for the family. And uh, the, 30-year-old, the 30-year-old made his debut on NXT and had a successful run on the yellow brand. And this resulted to him holding the NXT North American Championship, which he was not supposed to win, by the way, off of Camaro, off of Carmelo Hayes, and became the NXT North American Champion. Fast forward to, uh, to the year, This is as in fast forward to a year, Sokoa helps uh, Roman Reigns defeats Drew McIntyre in Cardiff and his the dominance of solo of solo Sokoa is rarely seen in WWE where he has only taken one defeat in singles com- in singles competition, which is insane. I don't know how the fuck he does it, but it is fucking insane to <laughs> like talking about it and reflect on it. I'm like, this nigga has barely lost a match. Like he has Counting counting the Undisputed Tag Team Championships where he got pinned on, he only lost like what two matches his entire fucking career on on um on the main roster? Only two. He lost to his first loss came to Cody Rhodes, and his second loss came to uh Sami Zayn, pinning him to retain the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Which is crazy, by the way. And I mean, fucking crazy. Dude's dominant in the ring. I don't know how the fuck he's big. He's just like his father, Umaga. Oh, God. He's just like him. And also, on top of that, Cody Rhodes is the man who pinned Solo Sokoa, which I just said, as he needed, to, needed a big win before it, facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 39. The momentum will eventually lead to bigger things for Sokoa. A title run will go a long way to establishing himself as a single star. It is also understood that a mid-card title can help propel a superstar into the main event picture. Historically, a dominant athlete is given either the Intercontinental Championship or the United States Championship. A prime example of this is when Rusev won the U.S. belt to capitalize on him w- on his winning streak in WWE. This led to now Miro having big... M- having a big match with john cena at mania dean ambrose won the united states champions united states title uh while being part of the shield this shows that this is a possible uh this is a possibility for a sokoa to win a belt as a member of the bloodline in terms of ambrose after winning the u.s championship he went on becoming one of the top names in the company sokoa could follow the same path and become a solid main eventer and it says, as it stated, as it previously stated, Sokoa should win a title sooner than later. The most, uh, the most plausible belt for him to win is Austin Theory's United States Championship. Theory has held the belt for a while now, and so is Sokoa is a good option to end his reign. Theory will, be, Theory will need a credible name to drop the belt to. Furthermore, with the track, uh, with, tra- tra- with the trajectory. <laughs> Uh, Solo Sokoa is on. It seems reasonable that it could be him. The most realistic time for this to happen is later. is later this year as Solo Sokoa is still heavily involved in in bloodline storylines. Which, okay, let me say something real quick about that last part. You can have you can have Austin Theory drop the titles to Solo Sokoa. It can happen. Yes, I'm all for it. But it should happen after dealing. With all of this bloodline shit, man, it should happen right. It should happen after you know, after dealing with all the bloodline stuff, because putting another title in here is just like, ah, uh, like, bro, why did you add another title? Like, I rather see, I rather see Solo Sokoa get pushed after, and I mean after the whole thing, because one, no more Roman to look after. No more um Paul Heyman at all. And on top of that, Sozoko will be right next to obviously Jimmy and Jake Uso. So he has his brothers to support him. And one, that will solidify him to start to become a dominant um to become a dominant singles competitor and as a single champion when it reaches to that point. To him win the belt while still being part of the bloodline. Or a broken up bloodline, I should say, it just doesn't look right right now. It, it, never, it doesn't really look right at all. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I would say I'm not for it for him becoming United States champion or a mid card champion right now because of what we're dealing with with the bloodline storyline, with the whole thing with Jimmy b- betraying portraying Roman, Jay portraying Roman. They don't like Roman. Solo doesn't like the, his brothers at the moment. Like the, big, the, like the back and forth between everybody in that entire circle. Like, it's not a good thing. It's not a good time to see him lose. Or not lose, but to gain a belt for the bloodline at the moment. No, we need to see Roman lose so Solo could gain. That's what it needs to happen. Roman needs to lose both of his belts, or all three of his belts, at the moment, so Solo, so Solo Sokoa could gain a championship belt. And just like, and just like they said when when he won the North American Championship, they said he wasn't the right person. He would he he was not the person to challenge Carmelo uh, Carmelo Hayes for the North American title. So it was the wrong time. So, and I don't want I don't want WWE making the same mistake and putting and putting Sol Sokoa in a match where he's not sanctioned to be in at all again for the second time. I don't want that to happen. Like if you want Sol Sokoa to start having a like a title push or you know solidifying to be a world champion in the later future. Push him after the whole bloodline thing is done. And once the whole bloodline thing is done, then he can be on his own. He can be a... He can be... Because he's already a dominant person, bro. By himself. You've seen how he handled his own by himself in the ring, bro. Samoan Spike to everybody. Like like he like I said, bro. He's just like Umaga. He's, that's, he's just like his father, Umaga, bro. He can handle himself in the ring. He doesn't need any help. He really doesn't. The dude is dominant as a motherfucker. Dominant is held. He does not need any help. None whatsoever. Just give this man, just give this man a push when the time is right. When he <coughs> when he feels like WWE needs to push him. But right now, like I said, not the right time. Completely not the right time for him to win the title. It's not the right time for him to be pushed as a mid-card champion. None of that. It's just... No. It's not that I don't see nothing good in him. Because I see every... All the good in um Solo. I mean, every single good thing I see in Solo. Just, like I said, just the whole bloodline shit is just not the right time. It's just not the right time for him to win one. It's not the right time for any new titles to come in the picture. It's not the right time for... um. It's not the right time for any of that stuff. Type of stuff. It's not the right time. So... Like, will I be looking forward to him to becoming a mid-card champion sooner or later? Yes, I'd love to see that. Just not now. All right, so the last thing I want to talk about is Money in the Bank. So I understand that Money in the Bank is coming up in July 1st, which is not that long away. Like I said, it's like 11 days away. 11 days away, and it's going to be in London. I'm excited for it. But I also want to talk about what happened over the past couple of years why I, there's like a little bit of a problem with money in the bank when every time when a money in bank pay-per-view shows up money in the bank used to be a like just a like a um a match at wrestlemania where like the person who wins that match um obviously gets a, a world championship title shot where it was a wwe title or the you know world heavyweight championship way back when and it was always at Wrestlemania which I loved it I loved it that it was always at Wrestlemania people like and I went back I remember I went back a long time ago watched those matches and I loved it I loved the concept of it and I love the uh how the way they established it and then over time they made money in the bank its own pay-per-view which some like a lot of people said, why would you make it your own paper? Why would you make it its own pay-per-view? That's kind of dumb, but it is what it is. Fuck it, whatever. So they made it to their own pay-per-view. 2010, 2011 pay-per-view of Money in the Bank, Fire. Loved it. 2012 as well, too. Then it started going off and it was hit 20, 2013, 2014, 2015. It just got weird afterhead. Like it just ended up in those years. And then after a while. It just went downhill ever since then. Twenty seventeen when Barrett Corbin won, that was good like he cashed in. I forgot who he cashed it in on and then lost that. And then twenty eighteen I remember um yeah, twenty eighteen it was Braun Strowman. He won and he and then he cashed in at a in a hell in a cell match against Roman Reigns, and then ended in no contest because Brock Lesnar broke the door and stopped the match and that shit happened, so That was weird. Then 2019 uh, Brock Lesnar entered the Money in the Bank uh, match right when Mustafa Ali was about to win the match. And then he got thrown off the top of the uh, top of the ladder. And then Braun Strowman without qualifying, without having any match to get into the Money in the Bank ladder match, just randomly took it. And then you heard, and you're a winner. And the. And the new winner for the money in the contract, like briefcase holder, Brock Lesnar. Really? Really? Brock Lesnar did not qualify once. He's the one who did it. He's the one who got the briefcase. Really? And then he cashed in successfully on Seth Rollins after his winner take all tag team match. For the universal, and for the, um, yeah, for the universal, and for the uh, WWE, what did I say? WWE Championship <laughs> for the Universal and the Raw Women's Championship. So, so yeah, he cashed in on Seth Rollins' Universal title. He won, beat Rollins, and he got, and he got the Universal title belt. He got the Universal title back, which, um, yeah, that happened. And then 2020. It was Otis, and obviously at that time in the Thunderdome, obviously they they had people like, um, I think AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan was in here, and there's a couple other people that was in there that should have won that match. And it just randomly dropped into Otis's hands, and Otis became the 2020 Money in the Bank uh, briefcase winner. And at that time, they had no reasons to push Otis. He was silly in the ring. I remember at one point, that briefcase was a lunchbox. And... He, they just took it as a joke. They made him as a joke as the briefcase holder. And after that, Miz had a match with uh, Miz had a match with Otis to be like, who who, who should be the new uh, Money in the Contract holder? And he won the Money in the Contract, and he won the Money in the Bank briefcase from Otis because of Tucker, like obviously sabotaging him and costing him the briefcase itself. And then, bam, obviously. You know, Miz won the briefcase, cashed in um after after um Drew McIntyre retained his uh, WWE WB championship, and then obviously Bobby Lashley whooped uh, uh, whooped Drew McIntyre's ass. And then Miz came down, cashed in on Drew McIntyre, beat Drew McIntyre and hold the title only for eight days. Did that really do anything? No, that didn't really do shit. That was actually pretty bad. And then the let the, the next uh person that won the uh, briefcase was Big E, which I love that Big E held the belt. No, sorry, I love that Big E cashed in on um on um Bobby Lashley. How she's told he said, he basically said, I'ma cash this in on tight tonight. It doesn't matter if Randy wins or or uh you win, I'm gonna cash this in tonight and he did what he said he did cashed in hit the biggie um hit hit like um the big ending yeah hit the big ending on bobby lashley and beat bobby lashley for the, and became new WWE champion held the only championship for a couple months which sucked because they never really execute they never booked him as a um they never booked his title reign very well he may he probably defended that at money. I think he defended that at Crown Jewel against Drew McIntyre, and I think he lost the belt. Um, he lost the belt to um to yeah he lost the belt to Brock Lesnar for a match that he wasn't sanctioned to be in, and a fatal five way became you know six people for the no actually became it became it was first two it was first him versus Kevin. Then it was a triple threat match, and Seth. Then Seth came in. Then after Seth came in, it was uh, Bobby Lashley. Then it became a fatal four way. Then it became a fatal five way because of because of um, Brock Lesnar has having his match canceled because of Roman at the time had um, had COVID, so his match couldn't happen. And now a fatal five way, and then he lost his title to Big E. I mean, sorry, he lost his title to Brock Lesnar. And Biggie was supposed to retain his title in that match, which never, which never happened because they wanted a unification match between Roman and Brock Lesnar, which was the dumbest thing ever. And now, and now WWE's in this stupid hole with Roman, and they can't get both of the titles off of this man. Not even, not even one title off this man. So that's that's a their that's a their problem. And then now, after that, after twenty twenty two. Now we're moving on to 20, the twenty twenty three, which obviously hasn't happened yet. It's happening in eleven days, and honestly, like I said, my fan favorite for this match is L A Knight. If L A Knight does not win, they like W W E just wasted our time, big time. You have wasted our time if you don't have if you don't have the biggest person in that match, L A Knight. Yeah, to not win that match. We're, we're writing. We are writing WWE. How can you have like a biggest the person that had was a fan favorite from NXT to be on WWE, barely giving him a push to five to six months later, giving him the push that he deserves, and now if he doesn't win, this is the biggest L of the modern era, the biggest L of the new era. Not having L.A. Knight win the Money in the Brink beef case, if that happens. Because, like I said, for the past for the past couple of years, we had flip-flop winners. We had, like I said, Baron Corbin lost. Sorry, no, not even not. Baron Corbin lost. Then it was Braun Strowman that lost. Then, after that, it was um, Brock Lesnar won. Otis lost. And then Biggie won. And I'm just hoping that it's LA Knight wins. LA Knight cashed in. Actually, no, not 2022. 2020, uh, 2021 was um, sorry, 2021 was Biggie. 2022 was Austin Theory, and he lost. So yeah, I don't know why. Which I know not. Like I forgot about. I forgot Austin Theory was was uh, Mr. Money in the Bank, too, because that's how bad his passion was. That's why I forgot. But, um, and w- what sucks is now, which I heard, I, I heard this is true now. So, now, who, you can cash in on mid-card titles, which is United States Championship and Intercontinental Championship, which is dumb as hell. Why would you cash in on a mid-card title when you, when it's the Money in the Bank contract is specifically to go for the world heavyweight championship and the undisputed universal championship which obviously you can have you can have the next person cash in on on Roman when but you can have him to you can have him cash in on Cody and then you can win the bell off of Cody or you can cash in on 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 um on Seth Rollins and then do it that way but those those briefcase should be specifically for world titles only, only world titles only. I don't know why. I don't know who back there in their dumb big ass brain decided to be like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have the uh, you know the briefcase expand to mid card titles as well too. That makes you the biggest loser of all time if you cash in on a mid card title. There's nothing wrong with mid card titles, but it's the build up to become world champion, not to cash in on mid card champions. That's no. That's not what that briefcase is for. If you're cashing in on mid card champions, you are the biggest loser of all time, bro. That is made, that briefcase is made for world champions and world champions only. Only to cash in on world champions only. Not, not to cash in on mid card champions. Why? Why would you add that in? Why would you why would you put that in there? To be like. Oh yeah, if I if I can't even get the WWE Championship or the or the World Heavyweight Championship, i would have to cash on an Intercontinental Championship or a U.S. Championship. You are the biggest dumbass of the company if you do that shit. Don't do it. Don't. You're gonna look like a laughingstock, a fool. No one's really gonna take you seriously after that. No one. And it lost, and after a while, like the, like I said, the money in the contract has lost its prestige. Over time, it's including like, and we're including the women in this too. We are including the women of the in this too, because though obviously out of the five, out of the six women that have cashed in and won and won a championship, Carmella is the only one out of everybody ever since the women's money in the Brain briefcase has came into um, has came into WWE permanently. Carmelo is the only one to have the longest reign when it comes to cashing in on a Money in the Bank contract on a, on a women's championship, literally. The only person that had a dominant reign. I remember Alexa Bliss had it. I, I don't remember how long she had it for. Carmelo was the dominant one out of all of them that had a dominant reign after she cashed in the Money in the Bank contract. remember Nikki A.S.H., um won the money in the uh, bank briefcase, cashed it in the next night on Raw, um after uh Charlotte Flair became injured and then lost it just a month later in a SummerSlam triple threat match. And that never really added anything to her to her you know self-esteem to her character. She she was terrible on the mic. She was terrible as a women's world champion. Sorry, as a, as a sorry, the Raw Women's Champion when the Raw Women's Championship was still a thing, and she was just a, she was just a terrible person with the title, just like Liv. Liv cashed in last year. She won the Money in the Bank briefcase. Like the first match literally on the card was the Women's Money in the Bank contract match. She won the briefcase and then later cashed in on Ronda Rousey because she was injured. Smart move, not gonna lie, but. Cashed in on Ronda Rousey, and then she beat, and then she beat Ronda Rousey by a roll up pin, and became uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. And even that title run was garbage. That was like a, the dumbest title run. She just didn't. I feel like the problem was at that time when Liv Morgan was or became SmackDown Women's Champion. Obviously, there is no build-up to her. None. Obviously, okay. There is no build-up to her when she got the Money in the Bank briefcase. There's a little bit of a build-up when it was, you know, Becky versus Liv. And Liv was trying to get, you know, they're trying to push Liv to become, you know, one of the top people in the company for the women. But, you know, always when she was going against Becky, it always came up short. So when she won the Money in the Bank briefcase... I'm like, okay, you can you can hold it on. You become you can become a threat. You be like, I can you know. Don't be like, oh, I'm gonna tease it at SmackDown, or I'm gonna tease it at Raw, or I'm gonna tease it at NXT. Like, don't do that. Just walk around with it, become a threat, cut great promos, and then when the right right time to cash in on either Ronda at that time or Becky at that time, then you can do that. But she cash she cashed in. When Rhonda was limping, which I'm not going to lie, that was not, that was, that was not bad. It was good, somewhat to a degree, but it was good. She cashed in on her, like, a little bit of an injured Rhonda. Rhonda, and then Rhonda got rolled up by, um, by Liv. Liv won. And then fast forward to to her, like, first match when... Like obviously, I jinxed it. Me and my friend Justice at that time, we jinxed it. And she said, "I hope her first night na- I hope her first match is not against Ronda Rousey, because if this, they- she is done for." And what happened? Her first match was against Ronda Rousey, so that happened. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, she's dead. She's gonna have this title for only a month." And yeah, there, there you go. They're not gonna really push her again. And then obviously, with a you know, with a controversial roll up slash taps, she still retained the title, which was weird. And then. After that, she beat Shayna Baszler and Cardinals, which is kind of like the worst match on the list, but it was somewhat a good match because she actually can wrestle. And then at Extreme Rules, she lost, officially lost to Ronda Rousey in Extreme Rules match, but she never tapped. She just passed out and bam, Ronda Rousey was, you know, SmackDown Women's Champion again. So, like... I don't know. When it comes to building up, when it comes to the the building up to uh to, for the briefcase, you gotta build it up well. When like you have to be, you have to make, create a storyline around the briefcase. Like in the past, they you know they had the storyline around the briefcase, but since then, you know what didn't really do that well. I remember um. I remember there was a wrestler, Damon something. Um, way back when I forgot his name, but, um, he won the money in the brain briefcase. Obviously he lost way back when, and then there was like, I don't know, John Cena, he won the money in the brain briefcase and lost that too. And then it was like a flip flop. And then I remember Dolph Ziggler won in 2013. He won the world heavyweight championship. And, you know, after that, it was just like a flip flop between there. I mean, I knew that, um, Seth Rollins won. And cashed in successfully heist of the year at WrestleMania where he, uh, stomped, um, where he stomped, uh, Roman Reigns and then won the title and became the new WWE, uh, champion, world heavyweight champion. And I know Dean Ambrose, um, in 2015, he became, um, money in the bank, the money in the bank contract holder. And then he cashed in on, um, on rollins and beat rollins to become wwe world heavyweight champion and i know 2016 i forgot who won the money in the bank contract in 2016. i forgot honestly i really did um and then like i said 2017 was baron corbin and after that it was just a flip-flop between win-loss 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 so it. i don't know i really don't know man it's, it's just there's a lot of stuff that money in the blank can can do right there's a lot of stuff that Money in the Bank did do wrong in the past and did do wrong um, with last year's one, with Austin Theory becoming Mr. Money in the Bank and then cashing in on Seth Rollins, and then losing his Money in the Bank contract randomly. But like I said, with last year's Money in the Bank contract, you could have him cashed in. You could have Theory, you could have theory cashed in on Roman, lose, but make a storyline around that, and then... And then you can solidify him as like a good top main competitor on the roster. But don't, but like I said, it's not really a good idea to push, you know, to cash in on mid-card titles because it just looks dumb. It makes the Money in the Bank contract look weak for the men's perspective. For the women's, it's a different story. But for the men, it it makes the person who's holding the title look very, very weak. And it makes them look like, yo, you're not good enough to cash in on a main event star so we're going to drop down and give you a mid card star and then go from there. It just makes you look weak, it makes the title look pathetic. And I don't like that. I mean, I want to say get rid of the money in the bank, you know, pay per view, but just do better as suppose of whoever wins it, have the storyline revolve around that briefcase and build them up as a, like, you know, as a, um, as a main event star. And then once you do that. Bam! We can, that there it goes. You solidify the men, and then same thing for the women. If you're gonna do the women as well too, solidify that briefcase around the woman whoever holds the title, and then after that, you know, you can solidify her as a main event star. But until then, it's gonna be how it is. And you know, like I said, if if you don't do well, if you don't, you know, do something along the line as that. When it comes to money in the bank, this coming July first, then I don't know what to tell you, WWE. It's like it's like a love and hate relationship with you. First time you like you do something good one day, then you do something bad the next day, and then it's like flip flop from there. Like I don't know. Just do what you, do <laughs> in my mind. I would say do what best suits you, but at the same time, do what the fans want you to do, and actually solidify and actually. Make that person a top star. Don't make him a mid-card top star. We do not want that at all. Make him a top star and try to push him as the top star. You can, like I said, cash in on Seth Rollins. You cash in when probably Roman loses and, you know, there's a new competitor. And then you can cash in on that person. But do it like that. And then Money on the Bank will probably go back to, or not go back, but it will start build up its way to where it used to be. But that's my opinion on on the whole. Why I feel like I have a problem with Money in the Bank, and over the years of how it's been doing. But like I said, only time would tell of what like WWE can do well with Money in the Bank, and what they can not mess up on. You feel me? But um, yeah, that's it for today's episode. I hope everybody uh loved what I had to talk about, especially with the whole Money in the Bank coming up. And I, like I said, man. Time, time is only going to tell with Money in the Bank what they can do for both the women and the men, and you know what's going to happen with you know the whole bloodline storyline, and what they're gonna, what's going to happen with uh, Tomasa Champa and his whole uh, push on the main roster now that he's back. Like there's a lot, there's a lot of surprise, uh, there's a lot of surprises that's happening, and I can't wait for you know coming to july coming to summer slam and later on in the year i'm excited i can't wait for it and you know we just see what we're gonna see what's in store for them as well too so uh this is your boy antoine tv2 host of organized mess you can follow me across all social medias uh organized mess on youtube ODM official across all social medias and my personal youtube channel antoine tv2 and all my socials as well too across all like instagram like Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, every one of them. So hope everybody has a great day. Everybody stay blessed. Be safe out there and be breezy,